0: UCR, what's your favorite scary movie?
1: Well, here we are again, folks of lovely, lovely UCR land. Um, There's only three of us, so I think it's fitting that we're discussing Scream 3 tonight. (laughs) So, um, yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. We're very excited. We're we're flying through these movies because very soon there's going to be a new one to talk about. But tonight we're kicking it off with Scream 3. Now... This was 2000s, and how much has changed in a short two years from (laughs) Scream 2? The world had gone Lasher crazy at this point. We had every, (laughs) every kind of imitation you could imagine, every kind of everything. And this is where I think Scream becomes a victim of its own success. Do you think it almost jumped the shark a bit with this one? Well, not to, not to play our hand too quickly, but we're going to discuss it. So obviously the, t- the 2000s was a completely different time. We would go from from all of these slashes and meta raras to our muchly beloved, you know, Asian remake phase. And then, of course, you found oh, footage yeah, the phase. This is, was all coming, but at this time it was yeah, it was brought back possibly too soon. Um obviously the same team is behind it, except for one glaring omission, and I think down in my in my hand, this is where this is where we lost it. Screenwriter Kevin Williamson was not a part of the creation of Scream 3. No. He had to did step Did he do aside. a treatment or anything? Or he no? did do a treatment. We'll talk about a little bit later because it's a little bit cute. Um, writing credits fell to Aaron Kruger. And, of course, direction was back to Wes Craven because he had done the last two. This movie had a budget of $40 million, which is as much as the first two combined.
2: Yeah, so that were it's wow. nearly like 25 million more than the first movie.
1: Yeah. So there they were they were hedging their bets big on Scream 3. What they didn't see coming, however, was a little incident called Columbine. Mm. Now Columb mm. the shootings at Columbine High changed the face of Scream 3 completely. The Weinsteins who <laughs> are, you know, one of them was a stand-up gentleman, um stressed that the violence had to be taken out. Pretty much the, the mandate from the studio was originally that there was to be no blood whatsoever in this film, at which point Wes Craven said that you need to call this movie something else because it can't be a scream movie if there is no blood. Um, so yeah. to his credit, Wes did stand up for that, but the original plot of Scream 3 had a lot more to do with the high schoolers and um, depending on which draft you read um, the violence that they would, they would perform against not only their classmates, but you know, the surviving legacy cast, but (laughs) all of that got put into the mixer and shaken up because, you know, Columbine. So um, what we are left with is a very, interesting twist into Metaville, where, as I said, Scream kind of... It's the part where the, sna- the snake starts eating itself. Mm. So we'll kick it off with one of our survivors from the last film. Mr. Cotton Weary has yep. gotten, his, gotten his dream job and become a celebrity. Um, I'm guessing this is our poking at, like, you know, your Jerry Springer moment. All those... jet Like, all that... Jenny Jones, Lisa, all of those real trashy daytime TV shows that were on in the late two- uh, early 2000s. 100% cotton. And he was wearing his white suit. He was like a douchebag supreme. I did love seeing the car phone, though. That was a cute moment, wasn't it? It was a bit special, so, yes. You, you realise that. How long ago 20, 20, uh, 2000 was when you see a car phone? You are like, oh okay, and then, and you then have the he had his phone cell phone tucked up in the little
2: thing. The,
1: you've got to pull the the aerial up so you can get reception. So Cotton is a low down dirty dog, um, and basically trying oh, to no. cheat on his. Oh, not trying to cheat, but flirting with with someone that isn't his sexy girlfriend, Sarah, who is, of course, Morrow's place is Kelly Rutherford. We're going to be gossip girls Kelly Rutherford. But um there is really no like fooling around with this one. We get straight into it. Like I think the ghost face call is less than five minutes. <laughs> it's just like and hey, ghostface.
2: It is. It's in the opening scene. It was actually his idea. Um, so it was uh Lee Schreiber's idea to cut to kill himself off in the
1: opening scenes. Yeah. Well let's Because there was a lot of, um, especially on the commentary, on the, the director's commentary on the DVD, there was a lot of comment about how they didn't feel that killing Cotton or killing Lev Eliev when he was looking like he was was at all scary because he could have overpowered the killer. Watching it back, I still think it was quite good. I don't know how long Kelly Rutherford was in the shower for, though, because she doesn't know how to dry herself. (laughs) <laughs> and she's just constantly dripping. So, you know, whatever, Kelly. That's a nice moment for her. I do like she the... She's wet, Bob. Yeah, I do, I do like the... <laughs> I, I, I don't like your your, your um, stab games. So, well, was, obviously, Cotton, yeah. Cotton was a little bit kinky with the whole, you know, which is kind of <laughs> creepy so because nice. it was all about, you know, his ex-girlfriend who was horribly murdered. So um, (laughs) we are missing the point. He sort of um, became
3: a narcissist, didn't he? Yeah,
1: I think he always was. We just are only seeing it here. Um, Cotton had just shot a cameo in Stab 3, Return to Woodsboro. And Ghostface, (laughs) Ghostface wants to know where Sydney is, which is a very good question. And a question you might be asking for the rest of this movie. Where is Sydney Prescott? <laughs> because she's not in that a lot. But we will like, talk about that a bit later. We get a nice <laughs> little stalky scene, of course. Um, the voice the um, the voice change is going off with this one. And poor Kelly Rutherford. She has a fantastic scream, but she just kind of <laughs> gets real axed real quickly. Um. The psychological, I think that they could have sat in that scene a little bit more with her as opposed to watching Cotton drive maybe would have given this a bit more, you know. I didn't really feel the, the tension in this one until yeah. Cotton got there, you know what I mean? And then the whole uncertainty of, you know, who's the killer. Well, it turns out even Cotton couldn't get lucky um, yeah. <laughs> because Cotton... Yeah, Cotton gets stabbed in the head as we go to the titles oh. of Scream Three. Like they do, mm. they do love a stab in the head in this series, don't they? In
2: this one, yeah. Like,
1: there's like, oh, all over Red Rover. Yeah. See you later. Oh. I've been stabbed in the brain. Okay, cool. That's very nice. So of <laughs> course, <laughs> we do have to track down Miss Sydney Prescott, right? She's the. As I as I've said, the scream story is Sydney's story. And we find Sydney in a very different place at this time. Um she is, I guess. Recluse, size, or what call she's her. hiding. She's
3: She became she's a little hiding. bit like um Jamie Lee's in Halloween yeah. twenty eighteen. Except she wasn't on the piss.
1: <laughs> no. She was um but she was a very different character. She was working for the California uh, Women's Crisis Center so she was still trying to do that and I think it was very telling of her situation where her father was we get Neil Prescott you know actually being a parent for once in his you know life saying it's like you don't exist and then um, she says if, if a killer can't find you they can't go they can't kill you. So she's taking herself out of the equation. Meanwhile, in Hollywood, (laughs) things are going crazy because Cotton Weary has been murdered and the set of Stab 3 is in all kinds of hullabaloo. Now, I have not bothered to really feature much of the cast of Stab 3. Probably the only major, like, the females are probably the more well-known actors. You've got Emily Mortimer, who plays... Um, for want of a better word, Sydney Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angelina Tyler, I believe her her name is, in this movie. Yep. So there's a lot of those, you know, double entendre names. Angelina Tyler, she was found, she was chosen out of hundreds of girls to be the new Sydney Prescott when Tori Spelling would not return for stamp Three. Um, then of course <laughs> you you do have the wonderful Jenny McCarthy as Yeah, her. she. She was, um, she was, um. She
3: Sarah Darling?
1: Sarah Darling. Oh, wait, I, was yeah, that Sarah Darling. Yeah, Sarah yeah. Darling. Um, Ugh. remarkably old teenager, but that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> but the one thing that I think this movie gets right, and it's not much, but giving us Parker <laughs> Posey. <laughs> As Gail, I love her. As, Ga- as Gail Weathers, aka um oh I was I always forget her name. Je- no, she's oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Yes. Hey, Jennifer. Jennifer Jolie. Oh, <laughs> Jennifer God. Jolie, who is um with Brad Pitt apparently. <laughs> so Jennifer is is Gail's movie counterpart. Now, very good question. What happened to Gail? We were asking ourselves that a lot. What, oh, happened? what happened to Gail and those bangs and that reverse hot dog suit she was wearing for most of the movie? I, I, oh. I just don't know. I don't can know. Can I just tell you a know, fun fact right that? here? You can.
2: Fun fact right here. So the green suit that um, Parker Posey wears when she first meets Gail is the original green suit that Gail wore. Gail this wore, post-screen. yeah,
1: very much. She's oh, very committed to her. Oh. Jennifer is very much committed to her part. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what ha- who inspired Courtney to do that to her hair.
2: It was David Arquette, and he admitted it in an interview on TV.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. Poor poor Gail is having a little bit of a rough time. 60 Minutes 2 has crashed and burned. So she is very much um, back to her roots as, you know, a muckraking reporter for a gossip site. Total Entertainment Live, I think it is. Oh, it came out of nowhere. Like came out of nowhere. And Dewey is looking very Rico Suave porn star in this one, right? <laughs> yeah. Dewey is a um, creative consultant on Stab 3 and is also acting as personal chauffeur to um, Jennifer living at her house in a trailer. Gail and Dewey have obviously hit the skins because Gail is not impressed. We also have one more protagonist that would just in the mix and just will not, you know, will not let things go. And that is um, Detective Mark Kincaid. McDreamy patrick dempsey and he's the most annoying cop partner in the world i don't even know who that guy was i hope he never worked again because he is shocking
2: you know that um he was only hired the day before shooting started for that role
1: this is how off the chain this movie was they were getting new script pages. Like, and this is why Sarah mentions it in the, sh- in the movie. They were getting yeah. new script pages the day they were shooting because the scripts were leaking onto the internet yeah. at this time and people were finding out. There were people going through rubbish bins. There was all this kind of stuff trying to figure out what was going on in Scream 3. Yeah. That the paranoia <laughs> bled into the production.
2: It did. Mm.
1: And water. they even
2: filmed three endings,
1: three separate endings, and no one was allowed really? to know
2: which one they were going to use. And, yeah, there wasn't until the um, premiere. Yeah, there wasn't any um, testing of audience testing or anything like that. Not even the people who were in the film knew which ending they were going to use because that's how paranoid oh, wow. they were about the leakage.
1: Yeah. So meanwhile, wow. <laughs> meanwhile, we do. Um. Yeah, we get a lot of. A lot of exposition in this movie. I feel like there is a lot of talking. This movie is like blah 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 blah. So Sarah Darling does bite bite the bullet. Sadly, you <laughs> know, in, in probably one of the more intense scenes, I think, um, especially when she's in that rack of Ghostface costumes. Oh That was quite cool. I was down with that. Um, Jenny McCarthy. Pretty, pretty good, you know. Turnabout for for someone who is known predominantly as a comedy actress. Now, mm. <laughs> we have to talk about it. There are three things wrong with this movie. Actually, four. <laughs> four okay. things wrong with this movie. We're going to kind of ab- abandon the plot here a little bit. <laughs> um, the only oh, the only other person that is we really do need to mention. Is Roman Bridger the director of *Stab* three, oh. and <laughs> yeah. John Milton, studio head, horror icon Lance Hendrickson. Now, here it is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Out there. This is my least favorite movie of the series so I far. Same. So far, watching it back though, I wasn't so much like bummed out about it as. There was. They could have done so much better if they had. They they turned into this comedy lame, as opposed to keeping it with a horror who done it root. It's basically a scary movie, movie, right?
0: It really a more really violent is.
1: scary movie. movie. Um, yeah, there's actually five problems with, with this movie. I just realised. <laughs> Aaron Kruger should never be allowed near a script again.
2: Oh, agree. Burn
1: that witch at the start. Horrible, horrible script. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I like, there is so much potential there for, for uh, here's my opinion. I think what they should have done with this movie is make it a psychological horror movie. Because at this point, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to tell us is that Sydney's crazy. Right? Mm. That's the whole the whole driving is Sydney's isolated herself. Sydney's crazy. Like the whole even, even when she gets attacked in broad daylight. She gets attacked in broad daylight on the set of the movie. Oh yeah, sure, Sid. Okay, yeah. yeah. There's no one there. But like, okay, hold up. What? Um Wes Craven should be ashamed. And other people are dead. Wes Craven should be ashamed? This some of the directing in this movie is like C grade, not even C grade. Let's talk about Ghosts Maureen. Huh. What kind of <laughs> are you afraid of the dark bullshit? Is this? I don't <laughs> get Like, not even like a full screen of just a random chick with really bad make really bad makeup wandering, <laughs> and that's meant to be scary, like.
2: Do you know what though? And this is um, fun fact. Um, so the lady who played her, um, Lynn McRae, um, the photos of Rita Reynolds are actually promo modeling shots of the lady who was the Scary Mom.
1: See, I was window. I was down with all of that. I was down with the the whole past coming back to bite it because that's one of the rules of the of the trilogy, which we'll talk about later as well. <laughs> It was just, it was done in the most, hey, you're, they treated the audience like we were idiots. And I think that was the big problem. Like, if they had a set, why couldn't Sydney be flashing back to the murders of her mother? Like, why couldn't, and then her friends and and stuff, and stuff like that. And having stabbed this, like, all this return to Woodsboro stir up her psychology. I mean, they had a set, they had the woods, all right. Fun fact for you guys about the Woodsboro set, they wanted to cut that whole scene out because it was too expensive. Wes Craven paid for that set to to be built because it was so important for the movie, which is the one thing Wes did right with this movie.
2: And the original sets that they used were actually destroyed after the first movie. Yeah. And that's why they had to redo them.
3: But But do you find that this film really suffers from... It just all seems so inconsistent. You mean, you're getting some great character moments. You know, Parker Posey was great. Um, Like, you get some great Gale moments between those two. But then you just have so much other just shit. And you'd be like... It's just so inconsistent.
1: (sighs) I think it it proves that the Scream movies need to be about Sydney. And they, they need Sydney because at this point... Nev was actually quite busy. She was um, filming Drowning Mona at the same time as this movie. Um, and do you know, and I did not know this until recently, this haircut's a wig. Oh, Sydney. Uh, Sydney's yeah. hair in this movie is a wig. I had no clue because she had long hair for oh, Drowning Mona. And were... Who knew? I had <laughs> I, no I, idea. I, I...
2: That was on my list, Steve. You totally stole had, my thunder. sorry Thanks that so I saw your thunder. that.
1: But, yeah. yeah, I feel like even if in the absence of Sydney, if we made this about her psychosis and, or her possible psychosis, it could have been a lot stronger. Like, there were ways that you could have made that ghost Maureen work, but it definitely wasn't like that. It definitely I, wasn't to treat it like, are you afraid of the dark?
2: I think mm. that one of the major problems Goose
1: that butt. they, yeah, yeah right.
2: one of the biggest problems that they did face, though, I think, was the fact that Nev was so busy, and her contract said she only had to be on set for twenty days maximum mm. in this movie. So it didn't give them a lot of time with her. It didn't give her a lot of chance to connect to this
1: that particular. But that's where you need a movie. better writer. You know what yeah. I mean? That's where you need a better yeah. writer. And you definitely don't need these dumb fucks. No. <laughs> what, on, what on earth? Like, what on earth did anyone... When did they think that was a good idea, to put Jay and Silent Bob in a Scream movie?
2: But like, that I goes was, back to your stupid script.
1: I was like, it pissed it off to when I saw it in the cinemas, and it pisses me off every time I see it. Yeah. Like, what does, did this what writer work serve? again
3: after this, or was it? He actually suicide? did. He
1: worked on Scream Four. Oh, he worked on Scream Four briefly. Um, but I that blows my mind how anyone thought that Jay and Silent Bob were a good idea. And look, there are some great performances in this movie, but hands down, the worst performance I've seen. By a working actress in a major
0: movie,
1: <laughs> Heather <laughs> Matarazzo, who is normally amazing as Martha May, she found it in. She the found line delivery was like someone's school play. Like, we miss you in Woodsboro, guys. Blah, I'm yeah. like, I I don't get, I don't get why she's there. I get, like, I get she's there to deliver the tape, but it's just such a random moment like it's a in in a random script it's a random moment that was plugged in even further like everything is just inconsistent why not why not have sydney get get the tape or something if if we're gonna see the and i did like seeing randy again that um Mm. that whole thing was quite cool seeing randy and getting the rules of a trilogy was was cool thing Again, the randomness of this movie, it's just like, what, It wait, was very
2: wait. hard to follow because hmm. it didn't seem to make any sense at any point. It was like, let's put all of these things together and hope the best.
1: I and love this- the mystery element of it, right? So at every at every murder scene, we're getting a photo of a young actress who is Maureen Prescott, Rena Reynolds, back in the day and we see that she's being found at every every murder scene
2: every crime um, yeah every murder
1: and i like that i like that kind of throwback thing carrie fisher just <laughs> carrie fisher was amazing in this movie are you no <laughs> it's
3: like <laughs> no, she deserved, yeah
1: that was probably the best cameo of, of it um I, the Gale, the Gale, Jennifer duo, I think, was amazing as well. The way that they played off each other—if we couldn't have Julie mm. and Gale, having those two together were great. Like, and Parker—they were good would comic relief. En- yeah, Parker Posey would have been enough. Do you know what I mean? She's mm. a strong enough actress and comedian that she could have been the comedy element in the in the movie. We didn't need Jay and Silent Bob, and you know all that other shit that we got. But um, do we talk about the explosion? Yeah, no, I I f- don't understand. But, what Jump explosions in a screen explosions <laughs> in a movie, um, and it all happening on a fax was very interesting too. I was right, right? I <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is old. I didn't realize how old we are until I saw a fax machine. I'm like, oh, okay, that's super interesting. <laughs> But um, <laughs> we had um a, a cameo, you know. This one I can take. I can take the cameo of Stone, Putty. <laughs> you know, he he did a good job as you know a stereotypical bodyguard, and it worked. But I think the cast was too big. I was going to say. They didn't...
2: That bodyguard role was actually meant to be played by Stone Cold Steve Austin from the WWE. Which could have worked. Do you know what I mean? Which could have it worked. It really could have worked. They could have worked. But, um, but,
1: yeah, we get we get a random massive explosion of a hilltop Hollywood mansion because <laughs> Ghostface has set off the gas and was teasing the cast of the now cancelled Stab movie. <laughs> Although it did bring one of my favourite lines. I can't stop rolling down this hill. <laughs> again, Park of Hosey genius, and she would have been as I said, she would have been enough. Um Gail Gail is gets saved punched, by Dewey. Yes, this she we gets get punched. our punch out scene, but it's not Sydney this time. I it's Gail punching did Gail. You?
2: I've got a thing. So oh. Ooh. At the same time, in approximately every version of the movie, Sydney punches Gail in one, she punches Gail in two, and Gail punches Parker Posey playing Gail in three.
0: Which I so, guess is a nice
1: little development nod that Gail yeah. Gail has moved on from Gale from being the Gail that we knew and she's yeah. taking it out of her former self if we want to get real film studies on the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah. My lawyer enjoyed My, lawyer lights
1: that again gold star for this movie parker posey um but on the back of this photo we get i killed her on the rena reynolds photo and we start to realize that you know these photos are being taken on location at the studio where stab 3 is being filmed so everything is coalescing slowly but you know I'm still with the movie at this point it's very different there's stuff going on but I think we finally we finally get there when Sydney gets that last phone call and she decides it's time to hit town and it was so good to see her in her you know scream to kind of ensemble she's got Derek's letters still yeah She's got that cropped brown jacket. It's a different top. It's a different camo green top, but she's very much rocking that successful scream to final scene look. And I think the whole the whole film lifts a little bit here when we get Sydney back in it. Um, we end up going back. We end up going back to the um the studio where we do get that Woodsboro set thing, which I thought was brilliant. I really liked it. If it was down that super um, that um, psychological horror route, it would have actually worked really, really well. Putting yeah. Sydney back into that position and people going, "Well, this is why she's left town because she's fucking mental." But yeah. it was kind of, I guess, it a little bit too little, too late at that point. So it we was find like out
3: they were trying to do so many things at once and never really followed through with anything properly. So nothing's yeah. effective. They needed, like...
1: to, yeah, they needed to commit. And I do, in retrospect, I get it now. Because the, the story that they're trying to tell is a story about the abuse of women in Hollywood at wow. the Weinstein Company.
2: Yeah, I was like, like you, you the, question the whole thing that comes. How much,
1: it, you know, you question how much. Oh, this is before anyone knew anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: And it's the and you question how much, you know,
1: being the studio, by the, the
2: producer. Yeah, the studio, it's...
1: how much oh. input they had in you know, mm. killing it. If if we really got into it, and you know, not not exploitative.ly but really found out what happened to Maureen at that point, it would have, I think it would have softened everyone's opinion of her too, because a lot of this movie aims its blame at Maureen Prescott. Everything is because of, of her and what she did, but not what was done to her. And, And it's a very interesting, very meta, like, and this is what, 20 years down the track we find out the truth of what was going on behind the scenes with harvey weinstein Uh they were very much ahead of their time in the story that they were trying to tell if they could have gone deeper with it and made it that kind of you know psychological trauma that is handed down to a generation it would have been a much more interesting movie but anyway, we find out it's Roman's birthday, and we we have sped through this movie in half an hour because it's really not much to talk about um <laughs> We find out it's Roman's birthday, and we are having a birthday party in a very familiar surrounding if you watch horror movies in the two thousands. Is, it, is this one of your trivia? This is one
2: of my fun facts. Go
1: for so it. So <laughs> the house where
2: the, like where the uh, end scene is is actually the school from Halloween H2O. Yes, I so thought it's
1: so. It's John children. Milton's house just happens yeah.
2: to be And house. I'm just going to pop another fun fact in here, which is you the go, second girl. Halloween tie-in. The role that was played, uh, the receptionist by the one and only was actually offered to uh jamie lee curtis first and she turned it
1: down so the action is taking place down at john milton's you know sexy pad that's a school that's you know that's all kinds of things i think it's in a fair few early 2000s movie that house as various different things it is. we get a kind of again clusterfuck of murders at this Uh. mansion like, what was it Angelina's I mean, guess? What what's you get last a lot of night? guess the uninspired. What would you get last <laughs> night? It reminded me a lot of Clue. When they split up, you yeah. <laughs> can Clue. It's just like, okay. <laughs> um, the knife throw. What What was yeah. that? Like, what was that? That's just bad. Everyone should it be fine. Bad riding. It bad was bad writing. It was bad writing. Yeah, Angelina, <laughs> like. Running face first into the killer and then getting stabbed to death after, after, and then Riffle, she, like... she, she fucked, them. yeah, after, <laughs> yeah, after admitting that she fucked Milton, John Milton to get the part. So, this, this is so like, this is how meta it was, like, and we just didn't <laughs> know. So, yeah, um, she's taken care of, like, everyone's Tom's already dead at this point, yeah, every, like, everyone's getting it left, right, and center. Jennifer. Well, this is the sad part. We have to say goodbye to Jennifer here, and this bums me out. This is the part of the movie that always bums me out that we have to say goodbye to Parker Posey. <laughs> Ideally, I would have would have had her survive. You know what I mean? Parker
2: Posey for final
1: yeah. girl. I would have. No, I would have had him kill Dewey or something. I'd rather. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kill Dewey. I would love to see more of Gail and, and her together. But Parker Parker does meet her end. It like that scene was pretty tense. I must admit, like the whole hidden tunnels in the house, but it just it, it was just too unorganized. Is it, it, it's, it's like it's what yeah. I'm saying. Like why not drop that kid? Why not drop that hint earlier and have people popping up in and out and make it more psychological? Make that whole part like a haunted house movie where you're hearing things, you're seeing things, and not just yeah. alright, the killer's here. Bang. Yeah. We've got to wrap yeah. we've got to wrap this shit up. We're getting to the two hour mark. It's just like, oh I don't know. I
3: did love though when Jennifer Parker is like, You can't kill me, I'm the killer in stab three <laughs> Yeah.
1: And then she's <laughs> she's killed. You can't kill her. Um, the stick, uh, Ghostface and Gale scene, when she's grabbed and they fall down the stairs, was was actually quite, you know, a little bit tense, but then they had to fuck it up. They had to fuck it up with that fucking knife throw. I'm like, yeah. okay. This is the only movie where Dewey doesn't get stabbed, too, isn't it? No yeah. stab for Dewey, sadly. Whoops. <laughs> so, go, um, Ghostface has um, called Sydney, who is just randomly... Uh, does that happen? Do you get left in a police officer's office while they're not there?
2: No. No, I don't think you do. No, no, you don't.
1: So Sydney, being out, being queen final girl, rocks up and is ready to go. I did like that Ghostface was smart enough to use the metal detector. That was a, that was a cute <laughs> moment. I like Ghostface is a little bit smart, but, you know, you always got to have a backup plan. Mm. So Sydney turns the tables on Ghostface, pumps in full of lead, and he disappears into the house at this point. And we do get a lot of cat and mouse. Patrick Dempsey gets knocked out, big surprise. Mm. I I'm not really a fan of his character <laughs> if you can't tell. Um, oh no,
2: she Sherlock.
1: But Sydney <laughs> Sydney finds her way into the secret screening room. So earlier on we visited we visited John Milton in his office and he acknowledged that he knew Rena Reynolds, AKA Maureen Prescott. And it was alluded that she was gang raped in Milton's secret screening room where a lot of stuff went down in the seventies. Wasted opportunity here, right? Like hugely, hugely wasted opportunity. If you had someone to play young Maureen, if you had someone playing older Maureen, we had we had footage of Maureen at, with Cotton. We had footage of Maureen with Billy's dad. And I know, without getting too graphic, why, like, it smells like what they're trying to say is that's a kind of snag party, snuff film kind of thing that they would have recorded. Oh. Why not give us that as well? Not in graphic nature, but give but us in the background. Give us obviously. that in the background. And make Maureen more it sympathetic, would have, really. It would have and it would have it, yeah, it would have given Maureen a bit more sympathy, but it would have made the killer reveal more given a bit more depth. Because this is where, and for the first time in the franchise, we only have one killer, and it's revealed to me Roman Bridger. Roman. Director. Oh, yeah. And brother. <laughs> now, Roman was the child conceived by Maureen after her horrible time in Hollywood, trying to be an actress. She went home to Woodsboro after she gave up Roman. Four yeah. years prior, Roman discovered who Maureen was, went back to tried to, you know, hope for a happy reunion and Maureen basically slammed the door in his face saying that he was Rena's child and Rena's dead. Roman then got huge mummy issues <laughs> and met up with, um, started following Maureen basically and discovered that Maureen got around a little bit and started to whisper in the ear of one Mr. Billy how do we feel yeah. about the revelation that this is all because of Roman?
2: I, I don't know. Don't By like this it. point, I they don't sort don't of lost it. me.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: By this point, there's just so much shit, inconsistent shit that they're trying to, you know, bringing it all back to the original film, but I actually think it cheapens Billy and yeah. Stuart's killers a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: I agree with that, and I I think the only good thing about the ending of this movie
1: is that the events? fight scene. <laughs> I love <like laughs> the
2: fight scene.
1: The fight scene is good, but I think if you if we were going with the metaphor that Roman is the director mm. of everything, a stronger script writer could have done that better. Yes. You know what yeah, I mean it's all exposition it's all it's all told to us not shown to us and that's a big problem for me roman does however kill someone who's possibly his dad by slashing milton's throat (laughs) and then we get an epic showdown brother sister showdown between i have a fact
2: here as well
1: and Roman, you go girlfriend.
2: Okay, so when Sydney jumps over the bar and she stabs him with the um the ice pick, I think it is.
3: Yes. Yep, Basic yeah. So she
2: yeah, she misses the um, padding and <laughs> she actually stabbed him. And so his oh, scream is actually real. <laughs> <laughs> she hit flesh, oh, so he's oh screaming is authentic.
0: Bloody
1: kneel. That's, <laughs>
2: That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> well, fun fact, I mean, you know.
1: Let's put it out there. When he shot her, I did legitimately think, oh fuck, they've killed Sydney Prescott.
2: I. But for a split do. second,
1: I was like.
3: <laughs> I thought she was going to be like legit hurt and then maybe Gail and Dewey would have to save her. Yeah. I um, thought that someone okay. else might have to save her. Like, the I day, thought she but... was shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I-, I didn't think she would die. I just thought she
1: might be just out. Like dumb. Turns out that <laughs> turns out, you know, brother and sister think alike. She gets the gets that um bulletproof vest on. <laughs> and I, I there's two I got two favorite Sydney lines. Um, the one is where she go uh, take some fucking responsibility. <laughs> you <sighs> kill people because you want to, take some fucking responsibility, and they fuck you. No fuck! it's like the ultimate brother to fight <laughs> and then when and then she's like the movie's called stab three right bam straight into the doesn't fuck around straight into the heart too
2: and, then and again
1: we, we we talked about nev and her acting talent even in such a bizarre situation you know when she grabbed his hand as he was dying her face tells you a lot like you know what I mean she's a very like that was the I was like, oh, okay, thank God you're here because if it was a if it was a less talented actress, it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. It's kind of like when michael and and Laurie do the reach out for each other do yes, the, parents yeah. had, yes. the so reach hard out hard for hard. each other <laughs> in um in h twenty it, it gives it some kind of pathos but then she just goes, oh, fuck it. She's she's done with that moment. And of course because it's this movie they have to end on a comedy moment. Comedy moment. moment Wait, comedy moment. <laughs> <It's a> moment. <laughs> when, you know, when the killer inevitably springs back to life and, Ga- and Dewey Dewey for once is the one with the gun pumping him full of lead repeatedly until we get Head, Dewey, head. And you can tell he's not experienced in, as a final girl because Sydney always goes for the headshot. She's, she knows. Oh. Um, and that's it, really. We get a nice little tagged-on scene, which which is kind of touching, I guess, where Gail and Dewey get engaged and Mark oh. is with them to watch a movie. Sydney asks, what kind of movie? You'll have to come see as she turns around the door opens and she walks away from an open door for the first time in her life. I have to ask for a long time. It was the final scream movie. Yeah. We have been happy with that.
2: It's not.
1: Would we have been happy with that?
3: No, no, it was a very poor, weak entry. It's the weakest of the, of what is definitely the weakest
1: entry. Um, I would have to we gotta give it a rating?
3: Yeah, let's give it a rating out of five. I'll give it two out of five. Yeah? Two out of five. Yeah. Two out of five.
2: Yeah, look, I'll go like a a, a generous one point five.
1: Look, I'm (laughs) gonna give it a two point five. And I don't that's probably gentle that's probably gentle. Generous. Um, I get the one compared to the two movies before it. It ha the th- as I said the thing watching it this time that pissed me off more was the potential for a good movie than it could have been in better hands yeah. if it was a psychological thriller and we were we were you know taken into the world of what this violence had done to these people, it could have actually been something really special but because we need they pulled the pu- they pulled the punches with the violence because of columbine. And no one wanted to wait to make it. We got this, yeah. and yeah. I think because yeah, it was like we got
2: yeah. scream was we here, got some cute moments, but was it was
1: there, just crap. And scream three was shit. Yeah, so, so scream three was dead and buried. The box office was not great on it either. Um, where oh. is the, where is the box office return? So it was a forty million dollar movie. It just happens um to, you know, only earn thirty-four million in its first weekend. Okay. okay. Which is it's not fantastic. Made its budget back, but the United States budget like the United States box office ended up being eighty-nine million, which is only just doubling it. Which is not great. International box office was seventy-two. Um the, um, the, the, two, yeah, the, the, the two movies before it had good. done Game but Not yeah, when you but...
2: think of on its first weekend, it premiered on record numbers of screens of across screens, the yeah. US and only yeah. beaten by Harry Potter. Yeah. All right, so it premiered on so many screens that to have... Here United have States, it premiered many... on
1: 3,467 screens. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's the weakest... So yeah, that like was the end. Turn. That was the end of our Prescott yeah. trauma. Until 2008, there were rumblings from the Weinstein Company that another Scream sequel was in development. Wes Craven was confirmed to direct in March 2010. The uh, the the Arquette, the Campbell, <laughs> and the Cox were announced to be returning as well. And most importantly, Mr. Kevin Williamson was back writing. Thank God. Thank the (laughs) Lord. But (laughs) Kevin Williamson did have to exit the production because he was contracted to a little show on the WB that was beginning its first season called The Vampire Diaries, where he Uh. was running the show. So, Aaron Kruger did step in to do some slight brushing up of the script, but it is basically Kevin's script. So, this finds us on the 15th anniversary of the original Woodsboro Massacre. So, we are jumping in the screen for (laughs) y'all.
2: And it is the fifteenth anniversary of the Woodsboro, and it was actually released on the fifteenth anniversary of the screen movie.
1: So good, so good. So there is obviously the return of our, which which we're going to call legacy cast now. (laughs) They are one Miss Sydney Prescott has returned home victorious, fully formed. I love her
2: hair in this. As a writer.
1: Of Out of Darkness, a true story of survival, by Sydney Prescott. So she's on, she's on the book tour, basically. She's on the promo. She's tour. doing her own little gale. Come back as a successful <laughs> author. However, Gail and Dewey, not so much. Not you know, not that they're not successful. It's just that you know, this is the trade-off for um. You know, married life in the suburbs. Dewey is now sure. sheriff of Woodsboro, and, and Gail... his limp has
2: disappeared. Yes, that's... <laughs> his limp has disappeared. Had rehab. Gail
1: Weathers <laughs> is an author struggling to find <laughs> out what she can write her next book about,
3: and struggling with plastic surgery. But look at that, <laughs>
1: crikey! Now, like any good scream movie, we start with a kill scene. What did we think about this one? Because we get fake out, fake out, real. It similar. was a
3: bit much. I was like, "Uh oh, is this another Scream 3? And it was good that was... we got Suki Stackhouse
1: as a star. A lot of a lot of the reasoning behind it was to hit the audience with. Actors that they knew that were relevant at the time, I don't know who half those people are, besides you know, besides um, Sorry. Kristen Bell and Suki. The other, yeah, <laughs> other the others are WB girls, apparently. So we've got to remember, we were in like the prime time WB dramas where so, like Friday Night Lights and Vampire Diaries, and all that was going off like the clappers. So, team teen drama was the way to go. So that's usually where you pull from when you need teenagers for a movie. Um, Did we know that, so the, the Marnie and Olivia death scene is, is actually the real opening. Um, Did you know that there was a deleted scene?
3: No, no. It actually
1: showed the um, aftermath of what had happened Here's a little screen grab.
3: Oh, my gosh.
1: Now, horrible. Very much Casey Becker, though, right? Mm. Which is the point.
3: Although,
2: first time in the franchise history that it was um, same sex as being killed and not couples.
1: Two chickadees, exactly. So, what we try and do with this movie... And I think it was well-intentioned whether it worked out 100% is debatable. We mm-hmm. tried to bring in a whole new team cast to interact with our legacy cast members. Obviously we have Emma Roberts, who, who was pretty much no one before this movie, right? She'd done mm-hmm. like wild child or something like that. Obviously yeah. niece, niece of Julie Roberts. We have, yeah. I always go to say Rory. It's not Rory, is it? Which Culkin is it? Yes, Rory Culkin. Is it Rory? It's Rory. It's It's not Kieran. Okay, okay. Rory Culkin, (laughs) obviously Macaulay's brother. We have the amazing Hayden Mm Panettiere as Kirby Reed, and the oldest teenager. Do you think she was so
3: well received because she was just probably? better written than the others you know
1: what i and... think she yeah they they needed someone to be the randy and they were at this point you gotta think at this point in horror we were trying to go reboots we were trying to do remakes and this is what this movie is commenting on is the the oh you're the new rah-rah you're the new Jamie lee curtis you're the new da, 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 da. and having the gender swap and Kirby and I think Hayden's just a great actress. Mm. And Kir- very, there's a, there's a reason why Kirby is so popular. Like for, for someone in the fourth movie to be so popular that, you know, people actually legitimately still talk about her. There's no one else from the cast that, that cast that they're still talking about today and they're so invested in seeing. But, you know, we'll see. Of course, we cannot forget. Deputy Judy oh. Hicks, played Ooh, by Marley Shelton.
2: Uh, would her. you like to know a fun fact here?
1: Go for so, yes.
2: uh, Christina Ricci, Ricci how, how do you guys say it? Because Ritchie. Everyone said Christina Ricci. Yeah, so she actually screen tested for the role and then turned it down.
1: Well, do you oh. know what? She's, Christina Ricci's playing a very similar part, actually, at the moment mm-hmm. in um, Yellow Jackets.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so she would
2: have been brilliant she would have been great i don't know
1: if i would believe her as a um as a cop
2: i just think the eyes and the whole
1: the intensity (laughs) we'll talk about it we'll talk about that in a second we'll talk about that (laughs) so sydney can't leave because there has been the murder of marnie and olivia and there is evidence found in the trunk of sydney's rental car which Dude, makes her a suspect. Or... You know? <laughs> so she's stuck in Woodsboro. So she ends up having to go and stay with her family, which, as I said, includes Jill Roberts, her cu- her cousin? Yes, cousin it would be. Yes, her um, cousin. And her, her, her mom's mother's sister. sister, played by Mary McCormick, This Kate Roberts. Do you have fun fact there, Brooke? About who was originally meant to be Kate Roberts?
2: No, I don't have a fun fact there. I'm sorry.
1: Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls was cast originally. They began production, but the script changed. That forced her to leave the production. Wow! I have my theories as to why. What's your theory? But I'll hold on to it until the end.
2: Oh, Oh, you
1: suck. I have my theories as to why. Well, Think about how much Mary McCormick is in this movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, there is killers galore. And we begin with one that is quite violent. You know,
0: poor Olivia.
1: Not only is she the oldest teenager I've seen in a while. Um, but Olivia gets it, like gets it quite violently from Ghostface, while Kirby and <laughs> and Jill have to watch. Jill. Now Sydney Sydney springs into action. Normally we have Sydney, you know, a bit. Uh-huh. Sydney jumps straight into action here. There's no fucking with this Sydney Prescott. She's ready to go. But what she finds, like, look at this still. Oh, for a scream maybe. That was ultra violent, and the amount the amounts of violence that was, you know, portrayed against poor Olivia, like she didn't even have a chance for any kind of character development. She go.
3: I wonder and, why it was so. I guess it was part of the rules of like the of the part reboot of the it has to be and and, and, you've got, yeah.
1: that's part of the. As we find out in Cinema Club, <laughs> but um, <laughs> which you know. I find that really interesting as well, that the cinema club really jump into like embracing what happened in Woodsboro and, you know, taking it to the next level. Charlie and Robbie are all about it. The live streaming thing's very interesting. I think that they were, again, probably a little bit ahead of the curve about how we live our lives now on social media and everyone yeah. needs to... Everyone needs to, Have a to document every second of everything. Um, yeah, so... There is an attack. Jill gets Jill narrowly escapes and run in with Ghostface, as does Sydney. Um, and they decide to team up with Gail to start to... <laughs> To solve the crimes because Gail's been iced out. Gail is not involved. Gail is just
3: Yeah, she wants to be in the
1: letter. The wife. And she's a little out. bit jealous and of Judy. She can whose lemon squares oh, taste like I ass. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotta you gotta love it. It's just like Um. Emily Sidney's poor, poor book, I guess, book agent, we would call her, um, meets quite a horrific end at the hospital. Yeah, when she got trying wrecked. To... She got wrecked, but it was effective. <laughs> That's the thing. I think all of the attacks in this one are effective, whereas the last time yeah. it was just people running around going, dabs, oh, I'm going to oh, I'm going to die, oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, well, not so much. Um, yeah. Yeah the 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 body being thrown off the roof was ultra cool. I liked that moment. I liked it. That was yeah. That was really cool. Um, yeah, we're getting a, a rules of remakes segment where Gail <laughs> supplies Sydney Prescott to the Cinema Club, and <laughs> we find out that there is a stabathon every year run by the Cinema Club where mm. they watch the stab series, which is you know. Their town, then their town's fall. tragedy. Yeah, their town's yeah. tragedy put up on screen for it's everyone their
3: to legacy. Yes, yeah, their legacy exactly. But, but how amazing was the party, though?
1: Like I would, it looked cool. That. Look, I would have gone. We all, you've <laughs> got to know gone. that we all would have gone. <laughs> Charlie, 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 <laughs> Charlie, and Robbie put on a good show. Let's be honest, they know what they're doing. They I like their to,
2: rules, and yeah. I think that that should be played. When all of the screams are out on a streaming service, we should play by stab drinking rules.
1: Oh, my God. We have to talk about um, Creepy Judy,
2: though. <laughs> oh. We have to talk about
1: Creepy Judy Hicks, who is hovering in the darkness really well. Oh. Like That was kind of just, I, I get that that was her red herring moment, and we find out she was a classmate of Sydney's. That she uh, was Sydney Sid- played Tiger Lily, and she was a lost boy. Check out those eyes; she's doing the Pennywise. Look at her: one eyes looking one way, one eyes looking the other. Yeah, but this <laughs> is
2: why I think that Christina would have done that.
1: But, that, but so that's a good well. re- that's a good red herring moment. Like mm. I felt that. Do you know what other? And I've always always stuck in my craw. There's a your scene craw. Be- yeah, there's there's a scene between Gail, uh, not Gail, Sydney and Dewey in the lounge in like in the lounge room sorry Australians in the den in the family room whatever you want to call it where they're talking about Tatum and they're talking about the past and it's really dimly lit and it's kind of weirdly pseudo-romantic it's like what I, I'm like, what are you trying? Are you trying to tell me that Dewey's obsessed with Sydney? Are you trying to tell me that Sydney has feelings for Dewey? Like, it, it was a very confusing scene. I, and even the last time I watched, it, I was like, probably that idiot writer wrote that. That made me go. That made me go. <laughs>
0: that
1: made me go hmm. It gave me pause. So at this point, you know, Gail being Gail, she will not be held down. Gail's at Stabathon. Of course, <laughs> rocking out with the kids in her ghost face mask, putting cameras like, everywhere, hidden cameras, taking it old school, giving us they're the hidden not camera. Even little
2: cameras, they're like they huge they fucking huge cameras. cameras.
1: <laughs> but that place to how oblivious teenagers are. I had a bad feeling for Gail in this part. I was like, oh god, she gonna get it because you know she, she was she was gonna get attacked. Like, let's be honest, mm. um. And it happened. It happened. But meanwhile, we get an attack at the Roberts residence as well. Now, Um. I really enjoy Nev in this section. I I feel like maybe we needed a bit more time with Kate. Um, Yeah. They get attacked by Ghostface, and Kate's dispatched pretty quickly. (laughs) Through the they yes. love stabbing through doors in this franchise, don't they?
2: They do stabbing in the head, and stabbing through doors. Can I just say, my mm-hmm. favorite stabbing in the head incident is in this movie?
0: Yes, oh, my not favorite,
2: with the police officer straight through the forehead.
3: Yeah, that is but yeah, but then he's like walking around, <laughs>
2: but they say that that is very medically correct. If you actually help it that yeah. they, they reckon that um, well it's like
1: a chicken, Wes the nerves keep moving.
2: You know? Yeah, Wes insisted on it because of how medically correct it was. <laughs>
1: so yeah. But it does well, put Sydney it does put Sydney in a precarious situation because she flees the scene. Yeah. Because like her dad did. Jill is missing. <gasps> Jill is missing. Yeah. Kirby is at Stabfest. Sabathon, sorry, Stabfest. It <laughs> <That> sounds <laughs> so different, doesn't it? Um, meanwhile, Stabathon gets broken up when Dewey arrives just in time after Gail is stabbed to, to disperse Ghostface. And we end up at an after party at Kirby's house, where the real action begins, really. <laughs> So our teen, teen cast of survivors are, are drinking and watching horror movies, as you do when there's a murders happening in nobody your small been, town.
2: What is it? What did you say? Something about nobody stops my or tells me what to do with my stabathon or whatever. I'm going to put on stab seven. <laughs> yeah, don't, He needs it, completion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he does it. need completion. So um, but it
3: was pretty cool. It was a, it's a throwback to the first film. This it was cute, little...
1: and we get some, we do get some good moments here with this younger cast, which is what I appreciated. Um, we get to see a lot more, a lot of Kirby. Kirby is like the cool nerd girl, she's very that, and she we get her we get to see her knowledge of horror in India. It's really cool. My my favourite part is the Who Invited You, Trevor, when Trevor just shows yeah. up. Get <laughs> out of the house! Who invited you, Trevor? So Trevor's coming to make up with Jill because it's revealed that, you know, he cheated on her and he's a bad boyfriend and that's been the whole... That's been poor Trevor's whole storyline. Like, Trevor doesn't yeah. get anything else other than he's a bad boyfriend. Yeah, and, just, you know, sometimes true. that's all that people are. Yeah. um, But inevitably, our teenage cast gets split up whoops in a big way um and we get some very interesting moments robbie by himself with the the backwards camera really really worked i like that i thought that was cool that gave me a moment this moment and see this is when comedy and scream works well when we get moments like this <laughs> he tries to save himself I, by I coming I almost out. thought it
3: was a bit too corny, but I, I accepted it.
1: He tries to after, save himself after by Spring coming Tree, out. But it was fun. horrendously stabbed to death. The vi- but this is the thing the violence in which these kills happen is so extreme that I think it kind of strips away any comedy because he wasn't just stabbed. Like when we see Robbie next, he's a fucking mess because Sydney comes to rescue Jill and Kirby. And Ghostface is there chart like charging. Like there's no stopping this Ghostface goes behind the mask. Sydney does give an impressive kick down the stairs. He Ghostface gets air. He misses the stick. Like <laughs> So that was has, a good by stance.
3: this point has the Kirby and Rory thing Not happened Not at this yet. point? So we're okay. getting
1: separated. We're getting separated here. Kirby runs one way. Jill and um, Sydney run upstairs. And we get a fake out that Jill has run to get help you know Jill's hiding under the bed and Sydney baits Ghostface to follow her Yeah, Kirby is alone at this point and discovers a tied up Robbie very reminiscent of Stephen from the first scream well it is basically it's that whole um, Drew Barrymore moment again but she manages to school (laughs) Ghostface by just Spitting out some wicked horror knowledge about remakes. I get. I, I would, the thing that annoys me is we'll never know the what the answer to the question. Because Kirby, yeah, because she it. just
3: threw everything. She, she got just it. Threw everything.
1: And she doesn't have long to celebrate, however, because this happens. Yeah, that sucked. Probably the most shocking moment in the whole movie for me. Agree. I was like, I. Everyone loved Kirby by this point. Like, everyone had fallen in love with Kirby. And I don't think She was... saved Robbie and he She was saved Robbie. Killers. She was smart. She knew what was going on. But yeah. she still does. Like... But if you watch Scream 4 with director's commentary, Wes Craven did say the last shot we see of Kirby, she is still moving because it was his intention that she would return. Yeah. I wonder if Though that, could that still is... happened. Though that is the last is she listed we see of in the Kirby. new film. That is, we'll is she cast? About. She's not. But not there is a the lot house, we don't anyway. there is a lot we don't know about this new film yet too. They've yeah. done a really good job of kind of keeping things under wraps for once. Um yeah, Kirby is presumed dead. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we we all want her to come back, but Kirby is presumed dead. Sydney is in for a bit of a shock, I think, because we end up running into not one, but two ghost face killers. Obviously, by this point, we know Charlie is one of them now. The other revelation one missed Jill. I can call him Robbie, it's Charlie. Yeah. One missed yeah, Jill Roberts. Now,
3: who was shocked when it was face? Jill?
1: Oh, I was actually shocked. I, yeah, was, actually, I didn't expect her. The one actually the like, one oh. time that I suspected it was her was when she came down from upstairs, like literally what five minutes beforehand, where she where she was like, Oh, I didn't see him upstairs. Trevor's yeah. not upstairs. And I was like, Oh, something's not right. And then it was <laughs> it was right. She But let's talk about the um the reasoning behind. Right, the reasoning behind what she, <laughs> she wants to be famous is the ultimate, like is the is the reason she grew up in the shadow of one Miss Sydney Prescott, and her whole reasoning for these killings is to make herself famous. Well, it's
0: ridiculous.
1: Well, to make her and Charlie famous, apparently, but. We as we always discover, there is no intention for the accomplice to survive in these movies. They ultimately get really dispatched quite quickly, and poor Charlie, well, not poor Charlie because he's a fucking killer. I shouldn't <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah, he does he get just finished killing Kirby yeah, yeah he did yeah he did just finish killing Kirby, but um yeah, we get you know a quite graphic this is kind of what saves the movie for me here. Um her Emma Roberts I never used to have much of an opinion on. I think that this movie changed it up and also the, Did she the love work that the, she, the work, scene? But the worst the work she would go on to do in um, American I was horror, say, Story. horror Story. It launched
2: her horror career. Yeah. So She's it, a
1: horror it, girl whether she wants yeah. to be or not now. Like <laughs> right, let's yeah. be honest yeah um she she does get a few like nice deep digs in there at <laughs> poor sid that her new days are over before she stabs her in the guts like and this at this point it being scream 4 and the rumors of there being another trilogy and people continuing on and da 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 i thought sydney might be out like 100 percent because how do you survive that like how like she was left in that room by herself. Oh, we forgot to say that she kills poor Robbie. Oh not really. Oh Trevor, Trevor sorry. Trevor. Trevor. Trevor gets shot oh. in the dick. Fun which, fact know.
2: here. Fun fact here. So Trevor uh, is actually wearing the exact same outfit that uh, Neil Prescott was wearing and was bound in the exact same way in the in the cupboard as Neil Prescott was. See, they're doing they're doing screen. their due
1: diligence, which is they what are. I appreciate. <laughs> But um, they, yeah, he gets shot in the dick first.
0: That, like, <laughs> I oh. loved it.
1: Yeah. Anyone who's him. ever had a cheating boyfriend, you know.
0: Fuck him. Dude, fuck him. <laughs> and then we get a
1: very epic self-harm scene from Jill Roberts. But it just. It was hilarious.
3: Was. It was almost comedy. But did you People f- f- were See, laughing I in the theater. It
1: funny. I found it really quite disturbing the lengths that she was going to go to. To get away it. I think with that's it. when and
3: she I, ran into the wall with the knife and she, there screams, people were just cracking
1: pe- up. But people, <laughs> are they laughing because they're uncomfortable or are they laughing because it's funny? I don't think it's funny.
2: When she, was like, was, oh, when she was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> and yeah. I was purely, I was giggling because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Because, oh, did you think that wasn't gonna hurt? Like <laughs> but
1: she go like she does she does everything that, that the police are gonna yeah. look for. She gets her DNA under under yeah. his uh, fingernails, and her, hair. her hair, she has corresponding stab wounds, she throws herself through a glass tape, like do you know what I mean? She goes that far yeah, to copycat Sydney. She fucked herself and, up. Down to and then the, laid down with her that was creepy. And and her last action was to reposition herself so she mirrored her her cousin. Now, did you know that the movie was originally meant to end here?
3: No. I think it would have been a great ending.
1: The movie was originally meant to end here with with Jill being wheeled out and the flashing cameras. That was the original end for Scream 4.
3: Yep. I think that could have been... The best way to end it, but I understand why. Just in case
1: they were Okay, doing but a sequel, would it have been the best to way to end? Would it have been the best way to end it if we didn't get the following two movies that they thought they were going to do? If this was the final moment from 2011, well, no, that's why I understand, that they yeah, had to. They had to go to the hospital. We're now in 2022, waiting for our next sequel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, they, they had ho- to go to the hospital. Yeah, we do get a hospital <laughs> scene, which. I enjoy, I think, I, again, it just shows how twisted this girl is. Like, the the amount of mental illness in this girl is super strong. <laughs> um, she does slip up, though, saying that her and Gail have matching wounds. Yeah. How would she know that Gail was stabbed in the shoulder? Which causes Dewey yeah. to come to Sydney's rescue. Now, the fight scene between jill and sydney in the hospital is nasty right it's down and dirty elbows like she throws her around the room like and like punches her in in the stab wounds like how those stitches like really like digs it she's she's a sadist she's sadistic yeah yeah she is not sadistic she is not okay um Poor poor Dewey gets taken out by a bedpan, guys. <laughs> and that, like, that would have hurt, right? And she, like,
2: like smacks him she repeatedly smashes that him, thing.
1: Smashes him, smashes I've him. I've been
3: hit with a urinal bottle before at work, yeah. It does hurt.
1: But it wasn't a metal <laughs> bedpan in the head multiple times. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, the one I
3: got hit with was full of piss. Oh, delish.
2: Um, Don't threaten me with a good time
1: Gail Gail does come in and save the day You know Which is nice It's good to see Gail save the day Basically well, She distracts long enough That you know She thought that she was going to save Well not even that Because Deputy Judy actually gets to save Gail by crash shackling her Before she gets shot But Mm. Judy's quickly Shot at as well um gail We're does talk bed. away
2: save the chairs
1: yeah gail where does the hell save is the security Dad. in this hospital yeah the, the, it's <laughs> yeah you know, this hospital this hospital is as um you know empty as the the hospital in in um halloween two in halloween two remember how empty that yeah <laughs> remember how empty that fucker was it's like right there's no one around like there's i saw one nurse and then it's like no she's gone she's gone it's like okay she walked past and so and you'd think after they had all the these attack.
3: traumas being brought in they probably would have put some stuff
1: there but you would think <laughs> if, they were under, if they were they would be under police guard right they were they didn't yeah, know who the killers were at this yeah. point like it's just like okay cool that Gail, Gail plays out enough time to get like a final message and it's a very important one to the killer who, or the killer that is Jill Roberts. Guys, what's the message she has to say?
3: Clear. That's right. Clear. Clear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she got wrecked. To
1: save the day. <laughs> and we get the amazing amazing line of you forgot the one rule of sequels, Jill. Don't yeah, fuck, fuck with the, the original. originals. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Sydney always gets the best lines. Unless, you know, we have a spring back to life moment when it's not the killer. Judy's alive!
3: Yay! I like Judy but Wear the vest,
1: save your chest. <laughs> 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 She's definitely, like, the female doobie, right? Yeah. But you know, Sydney and she's has to recast, take care. which is great for this upcoming care of business. Film. Sydney has to take care of business. Bam. We get it we get a shot a shot um, Jamie, I was gonna say, Jill. And that is well and truly the end of Scream Four. We okay, get a, ratings, guys. We get, the, re- we get the reporters obviously celebrating Jill and what a hero she is as we look over her dead body. Yeah. So yeah, what do we think? A couple what of facts of before Scream? the
2: ratings. Can I throw Ooh. a couple of facts out? Okay, Go. so um, as of the fourth instalment of Scream, there have been a total of seven killers, seven ghost faces. And the body count across the four films is 43, including Maureen Prescott.
1: Okay, so ghost faces. 43
2: face. dead people over seven killers.
1: And that's not including sydney prescott's body count mm. which is quite impressive yeah. in herself. sydney doesn't sydney doesn't well she's got seven in the bag yeah, she's yeah she's, Sydney's not <laughs> bugging her out <around. laughs> well she didn't kill oh, no she's got she six knows. doesn't she have does she have six um Who didn't she didn't kill, kill charlie no. oh yeah,
2: Jill yeah killed she
1: him. she's got six
2: it. but um, there were no like costume knives, fake knives used in the movie at all. It was all CGI. And that Ooh, was the first time uh, they had done that because Wes Craven was sick of the um, prop knives causing issues. And this was on a sad note, the very last film directed by Wes Craven. Um, Cause yeah. he passed on the 30th of August at 76 from brain cancer but this was the no very one, last yeah, movie. that he
1: didn't, no one knew that he yeah. was actually suffering from.
2: Yeah. So this was All the about, very yeah. last movie that Look, uh, at least was he, went,
1: he went out redeeming himself from. Screen yeah.
2: Three. He, he didn't go out on screen right. three. Um, Praise Jeebus.
1: But um, the reception to this one was actually quite muted. It was, it only grossed $38.2 million in the United States and Canada fifty nine point one million in other territories for a, a gross of ninety seven point two million.
2: But it still uh, did better than the third
1: one. But you know what, like it's yeah the second the second lowest box. office. I think it came sort of,
3: out at a it came out at a funny it came time out at a weird too. time.
1: But I'm glad we got it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh it would it's, be it's a it great would be film. interesting it's... to see where the trilogy would have taken us. Yeah. Uh, where this next well I watched it, it last right?
3: night and I think it stood the test of time. And Definitely. I'm really hoping that this new yeah. film is just as amazing. Well let's
1: talk about ratings first. Let's talk about ratings. All right. I'm gonna give it
3: a solid
1: oh. oh sorry, go Luke. Yeah.
3: Four out of five. Solid four out of five.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd yeah. give it a solid four as well. I enjoyed it.
1: I'm gonna give it a four point five. I think it's very close to Scream Two, and I think my rankings obviously go one, two, four, three.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think three's is... not even that shit of a movie. It's a shit scream film. Yeah, it's That's a bad like, screen. Yeah. It,
1: it's it needed to either be a comedy movie or a horror movie, and it couldn't decide. And had it been yeah. had it been a psychological horror movie, I think we would have had four really awesome instalments. And who knew that we were going to wait another eleven years? But mm. by the time that you guys watch this review. I will be hours away from seeing.
0: <laughs>
1: Same. I'm going on, on Wednesday so excited, night at 9pm. Yes, the I'm going at 7pm. So there is an early... So be 8 o'clock screening time. Of Scream 2022, we're calling it. They have done an amazing job of promoing this movie. There is so much out there. I've I got off social media regarding this movie. Yeah, like, I'm uh, staying um, away. Staying when, away. When from it. I,
2: I haven't even watched a trailer.
1: I've I watched, watched the trailer
2: about it. I'm excited.
1: I watched the trailers. I'm ready for it. Like, look at this. Even this is amazing. Oh, I love. I oh. love the tag. The tag. Moisture than is, a oyster. It, it's always someone you know. I so, love that. The, even the, the description of the movie the synopsis is very very vague 25, 25 years after the original Woodsboro murder murders <laughs> murders sorry <laughs> the town is shaken again by a series of murders that will shape a next to shape the next generation. Obviously we do have our returning legacy cast of the one and only Nev Campbell. David Arquette and Courtney Cox, Marley Shelton is also coming back yeah. as Deputy Judy, which means there wasn't there was a lot of talk about it doing Halloween and being a direct sequel to to one and cutting out the rest of the series. I'm glad I haven't done move. that. So yeah. that having Marley Shelton in there acknowledges that this has all happened to Sydney, and that, that, like whatever whatever's to happen next. I think that they have a strong plan. This movie was never actually going to be made without Wes. Um, never, especially wasn't going to sign on to it because she didn't want to like dishonor him. But the team from Radio Silence who did, um... oh, what movie is that? Come on. I <laughs> have, uh, 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 I have uh, no idea. Uh, bridal, bride, bride, games. Oh my God. Ready or not, <laughs> uh, ah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The team behind Ready or Not are helming it. They they wrote never ten apparently a ten-page letter about how much Scream had influenced them, how much Nev, uh, like Nev's performance and Wes's direction had influenced them, and her signing. Everyone signed on before her, so having her in yeah. place has really, you know, brought it to the bag. So. I'm excited. I'm super excited for what this could be. I hope that Obviously you guys are as well. Too. Yeah, and we I will have,
2: have to. But I'm not going to get to see it right away because I have too many children. So, <laughs> well, we know, will, we will reconvene
3: for you, Brookie.
1: We will reconvene <laughs> the sequel discussion once again to be continued. Thanks for sticking it out with us, guys, for this double feature of Scream Three and Four. I'm going to say it one more time before we go back to the cinemas and back to Woodsboro. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the door. But most importantly.
2: Don't scream.
1: Thank you and good night. We'll be right (laughs) back.